Hello and welcome back. Thank you for joining me once again for another episode of Ross Meets. Now this is a really, really fabulous episode. This one is with Future Utopia's Fraser T. Smith, whom I absolutely adore. He absolutely came in to that interview bursting with energy, like literally ready to start as soon as the camera started rolling. Um, as soon as we got into the meeting, he was there and he was ready, which really took me by surprise. I don't think I've ever interviewed anybody like that before. He literally just came straight out the gate, ready to, you know, go for it, which was absolutely brilliant. So, so full of energy and just so wonderful and such a kind person as well, which, you know, is is also so brilliant when you're making so much great music and you have such great live shows going on. He's just finished his headline tour around the UK, which has just been absolutely fabulous to be watching on social media. I am so, so sad that I missed my date in the Hare and Hounds. Uh, that was the date I was meant to be going to see, to see Fraser. And I was absolutely devastated. A lot of things just got in the way. And, you know, it was kind of, it was such a busy time. So, unfortunately, I missed him performing, which was really, really sad. And it's going to be one of those things where I'm just going to be regretting that forever. But, however, he's going to, you know, I don't think he's going to stop performing. So, there will always be another opportunity. Even if you missed him performing, there will always be another opportunity to see him. Because they have such a great live band, such a great live presence. And one of the words that he used throughout our interview, which I absolutely adored, was the use of the word collective. Future Utopia is all about being a collective and a community, which I absolutely love. And it's just such a brilliant way of putting things and such a brilliant way of describing what they're all about. And you definitely have that collective coming through whenever they're performing. He's just a fabulous guy, fabulous artist, great fashion sense, I, I must say. And yeah, his, his music is just a real, real treat. So yeah, I really hope you enjoy this interview. It's a bit of a long one again, but you know, when we have these interviews, that's really great because we really, really get the time to kind of sit there and, and really kind of drag everything we can out of them, which is just, I, I absolutely love that. That's my favourite bit. And um, yeah, Fraser has just so much, so much interesting stuff to say, you know, not only about himself and his own career, but, you know, other people that have impacted him and influenced him and inspired him and, you know, other collaborators he's worked with and artists like Adele and Dave. You know, Fraser's has literally been there and done everything. Just absolutely just wonderful career, wonderful career, you know, a career that young, young artists can dream of. Um, and he's also got some great advice for younger artists in this interview. And it's probably some of the best advice that I've had you know, while doing these interviews, and I've been, you know, I've asked a few times, you know, guys that and, and girls that are more seasoned in this, in this field, what their advice is, and Fraser really has some great, really realistic advice for people in that field, um, so yeah, it's just, it's just a great interview to just sit down, it's, it's very cosy and very relaxed, I loved it, I absolutely loved it on the day, and I, I've loved listening back to it, and, and going through it again, it's just, it, yeah, it really stands out to me. It's great. So, yeah, really, really enjoyed this interview. This is Fraser. Oh, hello. What's oh, how you man? Hello, Fraser T. Smith. Oh, I'm so excited to see you. Are you okay? I'm excited to see you, yeah. Love your jumper. Why is that 99 on there? Thank Jack Wills. That's a good question. Uh, I think it's Jack Wills. Yeah, Jack Wills and 90, yeah, 99, there's blue bits going on. Oh, I'm bonking the mic. I don't know whether you can see. <gasps> and time red balloons love it looks very cool 
Thank you. Thank you. I got it on sale as well. So it was a little bargo as well. It was brilliant. Yeah, love it. <laughs> but thank you. You know, I was, you preemptively, you know, you, you're on it. Honestly, Fraser, because I was going to ask about your style. We might as well start with that. I was going to ask about where you get your style from. Where I get it from, a lot of it, I must admit, is from my wife. You know, if we're talking about what I wear on stage, I've become very accustomed to wearing, be very fond of, a Japanese vintage kimono on stage. Is that what you meant? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? I saw that. It was very hip. I was like, you know, that looks so cool, it... so flowy and so like oh. freeing. I'm glad that you said that. You see, we started to come and do these shows and we were looking at it and we said, Sarah, my wife, is very, she doesn't mince her words. She said, look, T-shirt, Chris Martin. He's done it. There's no point in going down the T-shirt route. Floral shirt, false. Every which way you go, flannel shirt, green day. She goes, every which way you go, you're going to fall into a bracket of looking like someone else, someone else. She said, why don't you try a Japanese kimono? I said, well, I don't know. Let's, let's. We found a place, an amazing uh, guy called Mura that that sells these kimonos. Tried one on. I just thought, fancy a bit of that. It suits the music. Yeah. It's quite tricky, quite psychedelic. Yeah. Here we are. We're actually, we love these so much that if you're coming to, yes, Pink Room at Manchester, which I really hope you are because that's your local gig to come and see us on tour, we're actually even selling kimonos now. Really? We are selling future utopia kimonos. That is brilliant. That, I didn't know that. That's actually brilliant. But, I'm so happy well, to hear that. I, I'll, I'll give you a discount if you come down. Thank you. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> well, we love a bargo. Like I say, we love it. Yeah, I'll give you a bargo. I, I will it. give you a proper bargo. <laughs> I love it. And I'm so glad you said all that. And, you know, not many can rock a kimono. Not many, me included. I can't. I've tried it. I've been there. I think you could. I oh, think you I... What made you say you couldn't? Well, I bought this black kimono because I was in my I was in my Madonna frozen kind of era vibe, but then it just didn't. It was not. It didn't go well. I was like, this has not turned out the best. Right. I think a future kimono, future utopia kimono because they because they are from Japan. They're vintage. Yeah. They, I don't know. They've 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 seen some love. They've seen some sake being probably poured on them. You know, they've they they've seen, you know, some good days. So they're just try one on, and I think you'll rock it. Definitely, I'm gonna have a go. And you know, it's it's great merch. That is great merch. And have you got anything else, kind of like merch wise, that you guys are selling? And, and well, we've got t-shirts, we've got hoodies, we've got the classics, but all in different in different colors. You know, this is future utopia. I didn't want to go down the 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 well-trodden route of the black hoodie. I thought anything other than the black hoodie, nothing against black hoodies or any other bands that 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 do that or people that love to buy them. But I thought let's future utopia, let's let's get yellow ones. Let's let's make it colourful. We've got great beanies. We've got you definitely rock a beanie. These beanies oh, are good. I've never tried that. I've actually yeah. never tried. I've never had a beanie. You know, there's a for me there's a beanie and a beanie. You know, you can get I like the idea of a beanie in the, in the winter months, but then you try them on and you're just like, I don't know. I, don't, I wanted to look like sort of Brad Pitt here, but I'm looking more like sort of Brad from Coronation Street. I don't know. It just doesn't, sometimes just doesn't, doesn't seem to work, you know. And But these beanies are good. So um, get yourself down to, to the pink room and um, sort you all out. I love it. I love it. And are you guys performing at the Hare and Hounds as well? Is, have I read yeah. that right? You've read it right. 
Yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. Pounds on. Let me just let me just get it up. The the dates. So it's yes, the Pink Room is the twentieth of October. That is a big Friday night. Then the Heron Hounds is on the twenty fourth of October. Yeah, so, that's the one you'll most likely see me at. I love the Heron Hounds. I was so happy when I saw you guys saw that you guys were performing there. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna rock that place it's because a it's venue, a brilliant little venue. It's great. Cannot wait to get down there. And I love Birmingham. I love the people and. Yeah, so we we're all, we're up and down the country. I mean, we start at King Tut's in Glasgow, another iconic venue. We come down to Newcastle, and then we're we're down to Nottingham, Leeds, as you you've said. Yes, Pink Room, Heron Hounds, and then we go down to Oxford, and we're Bristol, and we're all over the place. So cannot wait for this to bring the live the live show to everyone. So it's a four piece band. I'm on kimono guitar and synth and vocals and then we've got molly J on vocal on backing vocals ben epstein on bass and anthony sweet sticks lewis on drums i mean if you're not a good drummer and your name is that it's not gonna work is it i mean uh, just saying that name you'll go i bet you're thinking that guy sounds really good and he is yep. yeah and i mean this was one of my questions as well um you know talking about the artists that you've worked with and and still do to this day you seem to really find really great artists. What what do you think makes a great artist? How do you find, you know, these artists? Well, I think I've been lucky in, in people suggesting artists to me and I'll I'll work with artists if I like them and I like their music. I'll work with them for a day and just see how it goes. And then if it progresses, then that's brilliant. I think great artists to me are artists that have a real vision and have something about them in terms of, the whole way that they want to be portrayed, their music, their clothes, their, you know, it's a real, if you look at the, the great artists of, of our generation, they're, they're all iconic, aren't they, in their own way. And I think that you can spot that. And yeah, I've had, I've had a great time working with these absolute legends, you know. Yeah, I mean, totally agreed. And you find them in weird places as well. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter how big or small they are. You know, it's all about what you just said, the amount that goes into it, not just on a music side, but also the style, everything going into it on that kind of side as well. It's so important. It really is, isn't it? It's whole 360 degree thing. So, yeah, I was lucky enough to to meet Dave and Kano when they were both around about 17 Stormzy it was about 23 24 23 um so quite young a lot of these artists even Adele I met after doing she had done her first album and she wasn't the household name that she was today you know it was really that 21 album that that catapulted her into superstardom but at the time she wasn't that that well known you know she turned up to the studio and an Addison Lee we got her a bacon sandwich. She put the kettle on. I mean, it's very low key. Yeah. See, you wouldn't yeah. expect that. Like, you wouldn't expect that. And I mean, did you kind of like foresee that all these things would happen? Is it easy to kind of spot where something's going to go? Or is it is it more difficult? Do you kind of just go in there and, and see what happens, see what works and just go with the flow and kind of live in the present? I think you, li you live in the present. But as you're as you're building something, you're realizing that something's something special because you know the thing that I always say is that for every track that you hear that I've been involved in that that has done well, it's probably been a hundred that hasn't, and the hundred or the ninety nine ones that don't 
for every hundred, you know, you're feeling, I don't know, it's something not quite right with this. Yet, you know, when when Adele was singing those melodies for Set Fire to the Rain and you can hear that as she put it down on the mic, I mean, be be, be weird if I couldn't hear that that was, that was a big song. Yeah. yeah. But then the thing is, is that then you have, as a producer and a songwriter, you know, you you you've written and produced this music, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to go anywhere because often then the artist can give it to the manager and the manager can be like, oh, I'm not sure this is right for you. And that's the end of that. Or the record company can get it and go, no, it's good, but maybe this isn't quite, or we'll, we'll put it out in the future. And then it sometimes doesn't come to that. So it's not a guarantee when you're there with the artist, but Adele is, is a one of a kind in that she's so strong. And I just felt that because she really believed in Set Fire to the Rain that it was going to have that, that belief, you know, and it, and it went on and um, it feels like a lot of people have enjoyed it. Yeah, 100%, definitely. I mean, that's probably an understatement. I mean, everyone absolutely adores it. And it's just, it goes the same with a lot of the work you've done. And it's also creative. And that's what I absolutely adore. And that's what I look for when I do these interviews. I look for people that have got so much going on to the point where, the conversation won't stop you know what i mean you can literally go all day and you're one of those artists where you could literally just sit down and i could sit here and i could pick your brains for hours honestly i could because you've done so much and also it is again that full 360 and having kind of you know the thoughts in all the different areas you know not just musically but you know looking for ways to develop and looking for ways to be to give as much as you can creatively and to your listeners and to your audience and I think that's a lot of what's gone into future utopia and what's gone behind it and you know it's giving back and giving as much as you can to the listeners for the music for yourselves it, it's fabulous I mean we've got this time with your vocal it's it's brilliant I, I don't know what you were afraid of you know well, I don't know you I think as a musician you've always got to have that humility you know what I mean look you know I'm lucky enough to have been recording some of the best vocals in the world and look i'm not come i'm not coming out saying that my vocals like sam smith or <laughs> or CeeLo green or any of those guys you know but but i think what's great is that you know as a society now we're all accepting of of people doing anything they want to do you know and supportive and i think that's fantastic so you know i put this record out and people seem to have really liked it and people are very complimentary about my vocals and and that's just great. But I think, you know, as a creative as well, you, you're you never quite sure what the reaction is going to be. And I think at the point where, you know, I don't even think Ed Sheeran's sure when he put, puts a record out. And that's what keeps him successful. Because I think if you're just playing by the formulas that you know, then you're going to you're gonna fall flat on your face. So I think that everyone that that is great, you know, you put stuff out and you just, you're never quite sure. But, but you know, reaction to this time has been fantastic. And... You know, we've got a, another single coming on the 18th called Something Real, which I'm excited to to release, which is my vocal again. And then we, that's around the tour. And then we'll we'll release the first single from my next album in January. So it's just exciting times, you know. Nearly. That's the best way to describe it. Exciting times, so much on the horizon, so much good stuff coming. And, you know, is it is it weird having that kind of... I won't say personal connection because of course you have a personal connection to the music. You know, you have your personal touch, but 
I suppose it can't get more personal than, you know, having the vocal and really, really, you know, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but, you know, really kind of feeling the connection to the song. Do you feel that or is it kind of yeah, 100%. It everything, your baby, you know what I mean? Is Have all your songs kind of been like that? Yeah, I mean, they are. But I think when 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 you put yourself out there as, you know, this is this is me singing and the lyrics and the melodies, then you're 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 right out there you know and i think that but you you also get then you get the, the the feeling back as well you know i've never i've never really been one to like run with the credit when i've been working with an artist you know as far as i'm concerned blinded by your grace that storms his record you know we've collaborated on it and he's been very gracious to me by you know, award ceremonies and stuff, giving me shout outs, even on that track, you know, he said one time for Fraser T. Smith on the chords, you know, he's incredibly generous with that kind of stuff. But I feel like, you know, I'm hearing when the track comes out, it's 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 flying and it's it's his track. You know, I'm not I'm not there like I'm not celebrating my own way, but I'm not I'm not feeling like I'm on the front line of it. Whereas with Future Utopia, it's it 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 is our thing and we we as a team you know we have the label based here and the whole team is great we 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 go through the challenges together but we also get the success together when that comes and you know it's 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 brilliant yeah I, that literally that is so interesting and it's a really interesting concept and i think like you say future utopia is in a different light and it is it's a totally different experience you know what i mean being you know there and and doing it the way that you guys are doing it and do you feel that connection when you're doing it live as well is it a different kind of zone is it a different thing that you've kind of got to get yourself psyched up for do you enjoy like performing live on stage with the rest of the guys yeah i absolutely love it i mean i i, I cut my teeth as as a kid like playing in venues like the hare and hounds and so to be going back is amazing like the playing is is something i just absolutely love you know i've got a great band that play with me that's fantastic it is a different is a different feeling but the connection that you get you know especially when you know these these tracks we're just getting going really so people will recognize a few of the tracks that we play but largely i mean especially when i'm playing i'm playing quite a few tracks from the new album you know it's it's new music but people seem to be really embracing it. i can see the look in their eyes like they're feeling it and they're getting down and they're dancing and it's just it's the best thing ever to look out at a crowd and just see them reacting to your music because you just ultimately what i'm doing is not like some sort of ego trip it's i, I want to be part of this this future utopia collective and it is a collective it's not about shining the spotlight on me per se you know i've written the songs but this is about the whole band. It's about everyone that's ever collaborated with us. You know, everyone shares in the glory. And, and we're just out there trying to put some stuff out that people will enjoy and to try and give people a little bit of diversion from, from the world, which can seem quite lonely and, and dark at places at times and in places and, and just shine a bit of light and shine a bit of hope out there. And, and people seem to be reacting to it, which is incredible. Yeah, and I totally get that vibe. I, honestly, it really, really does come through and all the stuff you guys do with the social medias, the YouTube stuff with the kind of behind the scenes stuff. Everyone in Future Utopia has a chance to shine. That's that's the vibe that we get. And everyone has their spotlight in the band. You know, 
everyone has a chance to shine when they're on that stage. And I feel like there's definitely a huge community feel around and i love the word collective as well because it is a collective and you know there's such a community feel around the collective not just with the listeners not just with the band but you know just the whole the whole kind of infrastructure the whole the whole vibe you know what i mean it comes through so so well it's been a while since i've seen a band do that so so well and just really really enjoy themselves as well while they're doing it and really kind of celebrate themselves it's great to see oh it's great well thank you so much for that i'm glad it comes across because that's literally how it is you know and we're we're all here we're we it's a joint effort from even down to you know scott my engineer you know it's just like he's part of the band because he he mixes the records and he he puts the finishing touches on the sound and you know so everyone that's involved is is just really so much a part of it you know and it has an equal share so it's it's good that you picked that up because yeah it means a lot yeah. And, you know, it's not really just with Future Utopia, but it's kind of in the past as well, like looking through your career and it, the kind of style, the way the style of the way you've been making music and producing music. You know, it's about building people up and supporting each other and helping each other. And I think that's why you've had the success you've had, because it's just been so, you know, such, you know, the vibes you know it's been such a great vibe with you the whole time you know so it's yeah it really does come through now oh, and then that's great because you know you never know on instagram you know you you kind of you know you see a lot of people living the best life and i'm like yeah like I, I i'm i'm always wanting to to put you know some of the challenges down there i think they're 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 some of the the the, the biggest things that we shared you know we did as you mentioned you know we did the story behind a song you know and i wanted to to give people a, a sneak peek behind the scenes of how, you know, we wrote Broken Strings or how I produced Set Fire to the Rain or Number One, Endubs and Tinchy, you know, all those kind of things. And people loved it. But then I thought, you know what, I, I need to sort of readjust the balance, Ross, in terms of I don't want people to think that like every single track I've made has, has gone to number one. So I, I did the statistics and I looked at all the tracks that I'd ever written that were in my drop or sitting in my dropbox and i was like wow this this statistic is pretty harsh and um and did this kind of like equation on the video and and showed people that you know for every one track that that was released there was like a hundred that weren't and i think that that put things into perspective and yeah it just just showed people that you know what we do is so enjoyable but it's also a lot of hard work as i know it's for you and for everyone you know it, it's it's about just getting your hands dirty and just plowing that field of creativity and and being in in the mud with with everyone and just you know getting your hands dirty rolling up your sleeves and trying to come up with something that that works yeah and it's not really just the creativity as well i mean you guys have you're so innovative as well one thing that i saw that really kind of shut me off because i'm a bit of a vinyl snob i love my vinyl i absolutely love it that is what i live life for and one thing that i saw that was really interesting about you guys is you're on the evo vinyl if i'm you know what's an evo vinyl for those that don't know what what's the project about what got you guys involved with that well the evo vinyl that particular project came out of a an amazing um where's well, now an institution called earth percent which is was was formed by my friend adam callan and uh brian eno and they wanted us to become founder members with them which 
which we did we were more than happy to and and it's grown into this incredible collective again another the same word of musicians and basically earth percent is about asking musicians and people in the music industry to donate a certain percentage well one percent really could be more if you wanted it but starting at one percent one percent of your royalties to give back it's a non-profit organization so if you're hit record earns you know a hundred thousand pounds then one percent of that uh will go towards helping the climate crisis and crisis and planting renewable trees so there was an an initiative with some of the the members of earth percent so with Coldplay and myself and Nile rogers um to to donate some tracks so we donated a track um to the project the evo vinyl is made from recycled uh plastic so it is carbon neutral in its in its makeup and was an amazing thing to be part of you know and we we it would only be right if we were to put something out on vinyl that it that it it didn't harm the earth and uh and the new album is going to be on evo as well so i think that it's, it's definitely something that other artists can can follow and and help the climate crisis you know 100 and it's such a great idea i'm really glad that we've got a chance to talk about it because i saw it and i was like i think it's love ascension on the on the record isn't it and yeah. it's such um it's such a great thing to do because we kind of forget with vinyl how much kind of goes into it, you know, with the plastic and all kinds of stuff that, you know, goes into the making process, everything. And it's about, especially with like the climate crisis, it's about kind of trying to reduce as much as we're doing in, you know, smaller areas. You might think, oh, you know, how is the vinyl affecting the climate? But there's so much that goes into that process of creating that vinyl carbon and then where it goes, you know, when maybe it's not wanted anymore, it's plastic, you know what I mean? So it's such a great initiative. And again, it's so great to see you guys doing that and kind of paving that forward because it's something, you know, it's change. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's empowering that change that pretty much should happen. No, absolutely. And I think when you, you know, you you, you call your band Future Utopia, you know, you, you've got to be very careful to, to, to press what you preach, you know, and we're looking for that utopia and, it's going to be no no utopia if if the climate emergency isn't dealt with so exactly you know. exactly and yeah i mean you've had a you know quite a long career now you've done so much been with so many people what is your advice for younger artists getting into the industry what is the best you know foot that they could put forward i think we're just on this promo tour around the country and and there's so many great institutions now where you can learn the craft which i think is is really really important um but if that's not something that that you want to do or 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 is is possible i would say the biggest piece of advice is to be your own best critic so to be really real with yourself and i i find that every great artist that i've met is their own best critic in terms of being able to say okay, I've got a lyric here, I've got a melody or a drum beat or a, a guitar line. Let's put it against something which is is successful and just to see if we're measuring up. You know, how is this sounding against the best of the best? And I think that 
once you develop that muscle, then you're not going to go far wrong. So just to be your own best critic and just to put your music against stuff which is really timeless and just go, look, is it is is this the best it can be? Because I think the reality now, Ross, is that it's quite quick to make music, you know, with a laptop and a copy of GarageBand or whatever the program is, or you can do it on the iPad. You know, you can come up with, there's so much content online. And I mean, we're even getting the help of AI now to to make these tracks. So for me, it's about really digging in and listen, 40,000 tracks released on Spotify every single day. Like who needs another mediocre track? Like nobody. So I think it's about maybe pulling back and not feeling like you have to release so much music, but just, just pulling back and making the best possible track you can every point and then you won't go far wrong yeah brilliant advice brilliant advice i couldn't have put it better myself i could not have put that myself honestly it's brilliant brilliant stuff to hear and just before i let you go because i really don't want to make you like um if you've got any more interviews going on today or if you've got any your time is so so precious fraser so i don't want to make you like but just quickly what would you say and this is probably the toughest question so i'm a bit mean leaving it till last What would you say is your proudest moment so far? It's not a tough question because it's easy for me to answer. It is winning the Ivan Novello Award for Best Contemporary Song with Children of the Internet featuring Dave and Ez Devlin and just feeling that initial validation behind my project and being able to get that award and celebrate and 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 just feel like I was doing the right thing with Future Utopia. Yeah. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. And you are doing the right thing because it's all fabulous. And it's like you said earlier, there's so much exciting stuff to come. And we've got the tour, which is just brilliant. And, you know, people can be buying their tickets now. It's it's going to be brilliant. And we can't wait to have you. Headline tour, it's going to be fabulous. Fantastic. Can I just say um, before I go, Ross, that A, thank you so much for having me. And B, uh, if, if anyone wants to know details of the tour, then... The website is futureutopia.co.uk and feel free to follow me and DM me on at Fraser T. Smith. So that's F-R-A-S-E-R. There's no I in there. F-R-A-S-E-R-T Smith on Instagram. So stay connected. That's brilliant. 100%. And yeah, just thank you, Fraser, for your time. As I say, it's very, very precious and you've given so many great answers and it's just so great to talk to you. And really, yeah, it's just been fabulous. Honestly, it has. Well, we'll speak to you again soon and, and we'll see you at the Heron Hounds, yeah? Definitely. I'm going to be up in there. You're going to see me hopping and bopping in the <laughs> audience. I'm going to love it. It's going to be brilliant. I'm so excited. And yeah, I will see you there. Great. Look forward to it. Take care, Ross.